Research Methods. Hello and welcome to the Research Methods podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogristov. Hello, everybody. We continue with the next episode on the questionnaires, research using quantitative questionnaires. In the last three episodes, we talked about the latent constructs and the way they can be approached. The one was the formative one, the next one was the reflective one, and that it is not always easy to understand what is the reflective measurement, what is the formative measurement, even for those researchers who make it professionally all the time. What I want to talk about during this episode is about the development of an own questionnaire. And I receive this request often from my students who would like to know whether they can develop their own questionnaire. And the answer is not straightforward. I usually recommend to not to do it. And there are reasons for this. First of all, it is very hard. It is a lot of work and it requires also some advanced knowledge in the field of statistics, because at the end of the day, you want to show to the whole academic community that the questionnaire that you have developed is of a good quality, is reliable and is valid. And you can achieve it using the right sample for your pretest and also using the exploratory and confirmatory factor analysis. And this is a kind of advanced knowledge and I usually expect it on the master level, although we have also bachelor students who do it pretty well. So think twice before you would like you decide to develop your own questionnaire, because there are several questionnaires which are already available and you just need to find the correct one. Usually the things you want to measure, they have been already measured. You just need to find the correct questionnaire or you need to find a questionnaire which is pretty close to what you want to measure. And imagine that you would like to make a measurement of the burnout with regards to a hospital and there are already measurements for burnouts, for instance, the Copenhagen burnout inventory, and this inventory has been translated in many languages and is available on request by those researchers who have already published their results. And of course, if they talk about the clients, maybe in the hospital settings, you would like to talk about the patients. You can simply exchange one word and run a simple test, let's say the Cronbach's alpha, to show that internal consistency hasn't changed after you change these words. It saves you a lot of time and all these questionnaires, which are already presented there, published in good papers, they have been already pre-tested, so the probability that they will work and deliver the good, valid results is much higher than if you develop it on your own. That is why look for something where you can simply exchange one or two words and then make a simple test and show that it works. The second thing what you can do is to find a questionnaire which is close to what you want to measure. For instance, about two years ago in one of our investigations we wanted to investigate in how much firms are able to acquire knowledge, new knowledge with regard to AI. So the idea was to measure the AI absorptive capacity. And as you see, you can take the questionnaire on absorptive capacity and modify it. The modification will be more than, for example, just exchanging the clients by patients, but it is still the same idea behind it. That is why if you take these questions and you adapt these questions, the probability that everything works is much higher than if you develop your own items. 
For instance, with regard to absorptive capacities, there are several questionnaires, as there are several questionnaires with regard to dynamic capabilities. With a colleague of mine from University of Magdeburg, we decided to develop a questionnaire on dynamic managerial capability, which is now being revised, um, revised by one of the journals, which has been revised and now we have to resubmit it to one of the journals. And while developing these questionnaires, we took several skills on dynamic capabilities and tried to change them to dynamic managerial capabilities. We took, I think, about three different questionnaires and tried to take the best questions, those with the highest loadings, those who really reflect the definition, the concept of dynamic managerial capabilities, and we tried to adapt them. This brought good results. At the end, we were pretty satisfied with the questionnaire which were received at the end, although we had to delete several items because some items didn't work for individuals, for managers, although they used to work for the whole organization for the organizational capabilities. If you still decide to develop your own questionnaire, you need to start with a definition, and it is better if you take several definitions and try to define what exactly you want to measure, because different researchers may have a different point of view with regard to the latent construct which you would like to measure. And in this event, you take the definition, you take the main aspects from this definition, and then you decide what kind of constructs you would like to investigate and what are the reflections of this construct. And here comes the trick why you need my previous episodes about the formative and reflective measures if this concept that you would like to measure is of a latent nature, if there can be even a second-order construct let's say the big concept formed by dimensions and each dimension can be approached by several questions, then you have to think about is it the formative or reflective logic behind it. Let's take, for example, the dynamic capabilities. We have usually the three dimensions, the dimension of sensing an opportunity or threat, then the dimension of seizing the opportunity which you have selected, and at the end implementing this decision or reconfiguring your resource base. And the logic behind it is already, as I noticed in my previous episode, pretty hard because you can say they are reflecting a dynamic capability, but you can say that these three dimensions, they form the dynamic capability. And this would mean that they have the formative nature. And if they have the formative nature, then the exploratory and confirmative factor analysis can be run only to the concepts, to these first level constructs, where you investigate these several capacities, capacity to sense an opportunity or threat, the capacity to seize the selected opportunity and the capacity to reconfigure the resource base. And then these three dimensions will be formatively forming the larger second-order construct of a dynamic capability. So if you decide to develop your own questionnaires, you need to find all the aspects of definition and ask questions with regard to this aspect. And again, there are two possible ways to argue. The first one, what forms this construct or what reflects this construct. Usually we work with reflective measures in about 80% of all investigations which I have seen in my practice. For this, you need to formulate the questions and usually we formulate them as a statement and propose the Likert scale, uh, ranging from completely disagree to completely agree or from very rare to very often and so on. And in this event, if you develop your own questionnaire, it is good if you develop as many items as possible. Let's say at least five items for each construct or better even 10 items for construct. 
Later, when you run your exploratory factor analysis, you can sort out all those items which had low loading, because not all the aspects are of high importance and it can happen that you can sort out several items and make your questionnaire even better. Yet, there is a rule of thumb that there should be at least three items for each construct, at least. And it's better if you have more items for each construct. Having 10 will allow you to sort out about 5 of them and still have a very good measurement. If you have only 5 and 3 are not working, then you're in trouble. Then you have to retain only 2 of them and this is very critical and I think many reviewers will reject your paper just because it is not sufficient to have only 2 reflections for a complex construct. That is why take care and try to ask more questions than you, than you might think you would need. Next, think about the discriminant validity. For example, if you ask a question or if you make a statement about the ability to find an opportunity and make it interesting for your organization, like shaping an opportunity, it can happen that this item will load on two constructs. On the one hand side on sensing capacity, capacity to sense a threat or an opportunity. On the other hand, it can also load on the construct of seizing an opportunity. So these items can be critical and before you ask a question, think about the statements or the questions which are reflecting one factor but not the other one. Try to split it, for example, ability to sense something new and then into the ability to find a way to implement this something new into your decision making and later into your configuration phase. This would help you by the discriminant validity test and the quality of the questionnaire that you might develop will be higher. If you are not sure, again, this is only a short podcast, short overview, there is plenty of information about it, how to do it, look in the academic papers, how they ran their exploratory and confirmative factor analysis, how they argued. I recommend you also watching the videos by Professor Gusking from the US, who makes a great series on the development of items and testing and running all the necessary tests in order to show that the measurement you perform is of a high quality. I think it is all I wanted to say for this very short episode. If you have more questions, if you would like me to make another episode on this topic, please let me know. Write your comments on LinkedIn or directly into this podcast, and then I'll know what exactly I have to add. I wish you all the best, wish you good luck with your research, and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.